Welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gonzalez Cumberbatch, and I know firsthand that it takes a village to raise a child, but most importantly, that it takes a village to uplift a mother. A mother's village is necessary and can take up many forms. Consider this podcast as part of your motherhood village. No matter the season of motherhood you're in, every conversation will give you more tools to add to your parenting toolbox and you'll feel supported, inspired, and uplifted. So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello and welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I'm on with two amazingly special guests. I have Romy and Nicole. I feel like I want to say Romy and Michelle. Do people say that? (laughs) All the time. We're going to do something with that eventually. Um, (laughs) Both of them are co-founders of The Daily Drip and they are just lovely, lovely people and two people that I'm very honored to call friends. So Romy, before we dive into the conversation, please share a little bit more about you and then Nicole, you'll say about you and then we'll talk. Okay, um, so I'm originally from Toronto, born and raised. I moved here in 2006 with my husband and my two kids. Uh, gonna be married 24 years next month. I have a 20 year old as of tomorrow and a 21 year old. And I work in business development for now CFO. I am a massive enthusiast for paddle boarding. I just crossed the ocean and I'm super passionate about the work that I do with Nicole, who's more like a sister than a partner. Um, at the Daily Drip, and uh, that's it. I love it. <laughs> the fact that she just glossed over that she just paddleboard <laughs> and didn't say that it was like 80 miles is kind of mind-boggling because what you did was more than that, and yeah. <laughs> and I will put that in the show notes, actually, because I know it's for a foundation that you do it for, and it's something that's very dear to you, so we'll we'll definitely Thank you. make that bigger for you. Yes, Nicole, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, my name is Nicole. I am also born in Toronto, so two Canadians walk in a bar. <laughs> the Daily Drip is born. No, I'm just joking. Um, so, I, But I did grow up down here. I grew up in Boca Raton, went to school. Um, my family's been in business in this community for going on four decades now. Um, recently moved to Broward County um, with my husband and my son. I have a seven-year-old. And so I'm kind of like leaning on Romy for all the motherhood advice and tips since she's been down those roads before. And I do have my own consulting firm where I consult on business development and content marketing. So more of the, the digital side of business development and leveraging content marketing. And um, yeah, love the work that we do. I love it. Before we talk about the daily drip and all things women empowerment and even some mom stuff, tell me, I always like to get resources out there. So I love to ask like, what's your favorite book or maybe even a podcast if you don't have time to read audio, whatever the things are. Maybe there was a book that you read in your past that really left a mark on you. Um, or ones that you think that a mom or someone listening would recommend? Romy, I'll start with you. So like parenting books? Anything. Because I I went down the rabbit hole when I had my kids, but now that they're so old, my memory is not good. Um, Well, I'm currently reading The Big Leap, which actually one of our fellow contributors, Dr. Ayandra, had commented on and wrote about, and it's been massively impactful, I have to say. It's a bit of a life changer. So, um, and then- Funny enough, Patty just wrote a piece about mixing up fiction with the personal development. So I'm very into that because I feel like sometimes I just need a break from all the work I have to do on myself. A hundred percent. I have so <laughs> many books and then I start the personal development and then 
you stop and then yeah. I need like a beach read. I need something to like. And then I might pick up another one and then I have to go back. So I got a lot of highlights and halfway through post-it note type books. For sure. I think we're keeping, I always say me and my girlfriends are keeping like the Barnes and Noble and the Amazon book things on, you know, in business. Go ahead, Nicole. What about you? I used to be such an avid reader and I'm sad to say I've kind of fallen off the bandwagon, but I used to start every day. I used to wake up early before like the house woke up and have my coffee and read, read a chapter. And that was sort of how I like kickstarted my day. And I know this is a popular book, but it is one that left a big mark on me is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, Mark Manson. And I love the sequel too, which is... um, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. And I just really love his candidness. I love the simplicity of the concepts he talks about. And there are so many times in a week that I think about something I read in one of those two books. Oh, that's awesome. That's how you know, right? When you can kind of go back to it. So I love that. Yeah, Give and Take by Adam Grant is actually one of my favorites. Adam Grant, yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. I actually just started reading, is it Think Again? But that was one of the ones like I read and then I was like, okay, too much for my brain, kind of pause, and then Go back. I went back. Yeah, I yeah. listened to Give and Take on audiobook, and I loved it so much. And I'm not much of an audiobook person. I bought it so that I could go back through it. And put, yeah, yeah I, love I love it. Okay, now motherhood. Romy, who and what has been a part of your motherhood village? And I always say what, I preface this, because I think a lot of times people get inundated with thinking that it's who, and it's only the people, but a lot of different things can be part of your motherhood village. So who and what has been a part of your motherhood village for 20 years? Yeah, so definitely my mom and my sister. I have to say, I think I've leaned heaviest on them because they're not judgmental, right? Like there's no, it's like straight up support. You don't have to be self-conscious about any of the things that you're going through. Um, it's interesting that you, you have this motherhood village because when I was, when I had my kids and I was 25, when my first was born, um, I was young compared to the other women I was around. And as the kids got older, I actually struggled a lot with finding, um, I just kept looking around thinking like, where's the sisterhood? Like, I couldn't believe how unsupportive a lot of moms were around me. So there were definitely ones that stuck out, stuck out. Um, and I would say a lot of the therapists that I work with that really helped navigate, you know, ADHD and some of the other things that would come up. Um, I leaned heavily on those resources and I, I highly recommend, I had no ego about it. Like to me, didn't matter. I would do anything if it meant the outcome for my kids was going to be good. So I, I, that was probably the bigger part of my village is the therapist that I work with um, and my mom and my sister, for sure. I love that. May I ask, when did you come down from Toronto here? I moved here in 06. Oh, so um, you have kids. Okay. Three and four when I moved here. Oh, so they're Floridians. So, yeah. And then you don't want them. <laughs> they're, they're a little of both. Because well, I was born in the Bronx, so I understand. Mm. I left when I was four, but there's still a part of me there's, that's like very much like New York. So I'm sure there's still like a, do you go back? Do all you? the time. So we spend every summer up there. My son's actually leaving on the ninth to spend a few weeks up there. Um, nice. All of my family's there. So we've been going up there when we moved here every summer, 10 weeks, and then all the holidays in between. So. The only reason why I was asking, because I was like, maybe if they were older, like how that transition is, but they were younger. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that change also your village of coming down here and the transition. And I'm sure we can have a whole separate <laughs> conversation about that. Um, Nicole, who and what has been a part of your motherhood village? So I had, I didn't have one when I really needed it the most, ironically. Um, you know, I had a really interesting experience. I went through a really difficult divorce and separation just as I was about to have my first, my son, my first son. Right. So 
I really did need a village. And lucky for me, I do have a great family and a great support system. So I always had my mom to lean on for like the caregiving aspect, you know, like he's not sleeping or, oh my gosh, I think he has, you know, colic or (laughs) any of those things. So I always had her to lean on through those things. And I really trusted her implicitly. And, um, but in my world, in my with my friend circle and family circle, I was one of the first to have a kid. Mm. So there wasn't many who could relate to me and then add to that, that really challenging situation I was navigating. It's hard enough to have, you know, new mom bring your your baby home is hard, but to do it in those circumstances was even more difficult. And so what helped me get through that stage was a lot of reading. That was really like the books that I read um, the media platforms I followed, um, you know, to try to find people like me, because ironically, when Sebastian was in preschool, they would do mommy meetups and things like that at the park. But to your point, (laughs) Romy, I didn't feel connected to a lot of those moms. I felt very different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think maybe unintentionally, you know, I was made to feel different or that our circumstances were different. So I really didn't have Um, that fast forward to elementary school and I love where we live and I love our community and the school that he goes to and the activities we're in and the sports. And we've actually made some of some really great friends, moms who are in all the same stages and we can kind of commiserate and celebrate and help each other and um, go on trips together. And it's nice to have that to have someone who's in it right where you are, mm-hmm. I think it makes all the difference. But it's nice to have Romy too, because <laughs> sometimes I call her and I say, I don't know what the hell to do. I don't know how to handle this. And yeah, she'll help me. Do. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's good. I, I think, and listening to you talk about that. So anyone listening, if you are going through something, cause that's traumatic. Like when you think back about it, like I know you said it so, but I was married before. I don't know if you know that, but I no. married my high school boyfriend at 2021. And we just mentioned this briefly, cause I think it's important and a divorce is a grieving process. Oh, I mean, yeah. I had been with him for 10 years. I was 16 um, and we didn't have children, but it was a grieving process. And the fact that I was even able to step away was like a huge thing. There was like emotion. There was like a lot of different things. But I say that because I'm like, gosh, we didn't have kids. So I couldn't even imagine being pregnant. So my heart and stuff goes out to you because now being a mother, had I been through that, the fact that you even got the courage to leave, regardless of whatever the situation, like, wow. Like it, wow. It was the hardest thing I have ever had to do. But by the same token, it's incredible what your kids do for you. Yes. Oh, such a good point. You know what I mean? Like, Like that boy is literally what pulled me out of that really and made me want to be my best self for him, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and show him a good life and show him a strong example of how I want him to live and what I hope for him and want for him. So, um, yeah, that's incredible. And see me listening. I'm like, goodness, could I, but to your point, but we find a way, right? You find a way I'm sure that's what you probably like. You find a freaking way to do it. And I want to tie that now into the daily drip because the Daily Drip is such a wonderful, beautiful magic. I could listen to you talk oh, about it I know, all day long, face, and right? it makes me want to sign up. <laughs> I mean, for real. But it also like it fills our like we talk about this. Like it's it's why we do what we do. So we get to be with people like you. So we get to see like the impact that it's having. It's 
it's really humbling. It's really amazing. And I'm so excited to, to do this because I have some insider information of, you know, like how you started and I have some of that. And mind you all, listening, watching, all the things. I've only been a contributor since February. <laughs> I would have thought like I've been a contributor for like many years and it hasn't. It really has only been this year, but so many amazing things have come from it. I am a proud contributor, but I need you to explain. Romy, we'll start with you. Or Nicole, whoever wants to go first in speaking of how did it even come to be? And I think ending it of you saying being your best self, I know has something to do with you both feeling really inspired to start this. So, and I know can talk probably for hours about even the, the revelation behind it, but really what was that inspiration? And then I want you to then answer with it, like go into how did you even begin to then, like once you have the idea, what made you have the steps to then say, well, let's do this. So whoever wants to take that. <laughs> I always have to lead this conversation, oh, because, Rome. <laughs> because I think you articulated best. I will say that it did all begin when Nicole gave a presentation at a women's co-networking space. And I literally marched after her. And, said, and you didn't know her? No. I was so blown away. And I'm like, can we please have lunch? I really need to be friends with you. <laughs> it's like, not even a lie. And from the first lunch, it was, it's like turned into literally sisters. And when was this? Give the dates because it needs to be. So picture the scene. It's pre-COVID. Uh, okay. You know, that's so important what, to know. What was it? Maybe 2018? Yeah. Right? That sounds about right. So imagine, it's so funny because I, I can't imagine life without Romy and I've only known her since 2018. Isn't that amazing no, how people awesome. can come that's in awesome. your life and literally yeah. turn it upside down like that? But especially at my age, to be honest, like yeah. in your mid forties and we'll leave it at that, <laughs> you don't need these kinds of relationships typically this late in life. Like it is, it is very different, you know, sure. and especially when you're at such different stages in your life, right? Like I'm, I'm working through college age kids and, and who are adults and empty nesters that, like this. No, is no, different. I'm not quite there yet. They won't leave. So <laughs> yeah, my husband's advocating for them to live with us forever. Epic fail. If that yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely. It's like, a, it's like the bittersweetness, right? Yeah. But go ahead. But to your point, you're like, you're dealing with the turn. That's a really good point to make. Um, but it also talks about how beautiful that is. So, so Continue. So, yeah, I think you just hit it on the head. Here we were. We didn't know each other. I'm two years out of a traumatic, as you put it, divorce, mm -hmm. right? Which I would totally agree. Um, and the dust has just settled for me, mm -hmm. right? I'm two years in. Stella's got her groove back. Mm -hmm. And I, I am, you know feeling this incredible responsibility to be more and do more and not settle anymore mm -hmm. and have those boundaries and stick to those boundaries and have the confidence to go and do those things I've always wanted to do, but it was just never kind of, you know, encouraged or supported, not by myself and sure. not by my partner, right? So here I am deciding that I'm going to go out and I'm gonna do the kind of consulting work that I enjoy. I'm gonna dare to kind of step out on my own. And it was scary, but one of the ways I thought I was gonna do that was through speaking. Mm -hmm. And so I spoke, I hosted that program. Romy hears me and says, hey, I wanna go to lunch. I love everything you had to say. And I really think there's a synergy here and a lot sure. we could do. So we go to lunch and there's Romy sitting across from me who had just re-entered mm -hmm. 
the workforce, you know, dedicated her life to her two children mm. and is now feeling insecure for a whole different set of reasons because a lot of the women that we're networking with or even the men, the professionals, you know, you come back, you re-enter the workforce and you, can't, you know, everything's changed and you kind of feel like, well, am I good? Like, do, do I bring value here? Can I keep up with this? Like you question all these things. Your kids are transitioning into college. So here she's going through a major transition. I'm going through a major transition. And we found village in each other and community in each other to talk about that mm. without it taking away from our, um, our respect for each other as professionals. Like it was okay to say you're struggling with something or you're not as confident in something or you're starting out or you're taking that leap. Mm -hmm. Um, and want to support that person and sure. remember what it feels like to feel like that too. Or maybe you're feeling like that in other areas of your life. And so we've always kind of had that from day one in each other. And, and it would be impossible to tell the story of the daily drip without setting that stage because it really is everything kind of flowed from that because we wanted to have a community, a space for working mothers and really, I, I, I think that's at the crux of the whole yeah. thing because we both could rattle off so many people that we knew that were struggling silently mm. with the juggle struggle or maybe they were unfulfilled in their career, mm -hmm. at home, what, whatever the case may be. They were struggling with something with their kids and no one's talking about it. And, and really at the end of the day, what else is there? Like what else is more important than that? Sure. And so we decided to create our own space for people who wanted to talk about the challenges and the successes, the expertise and sort of the struggles and help each other navigate. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we started with really deciding what we didn't want it to be. I love that. We were just like, okay, we don't want another networking group. We don't want another, you know, referral yeah. exchange community. We don't want, we don't, we don't, we don't until we were left with, okay, what if, have? what if there was a place where you can go and you can go online and get access to resources, local resources, local people who are experts in whatever it is that you need for your business, sure. for your personal life. And you could actually connect with them and go meet with them and have lunch. And yeah, there will be events too. And it'd be nice to get together in person, but what if getting help or getting connected didn't hinge on an appointment on your calendar? What if you could do it at midnight after you put the kids to bed on your phone? What if you could do it, uh, you know, on your lunch break? What if you could access people in your backyard and all their expertise digitally? Sure. And then, you know, from there, the Daily Drip really kind of was born as a media platform. But unlike the other media platforms, all our content and programming is created by local uh, female professionals, just like you, Nicole. Like you're one of our contributors and you talk all things podcasting and village and motherhood and all, all the things in your wheelhouse. And somebody can go on our website and get hit by something that 
is a fa- you know directly impacts them and then can connect with you in a real way in a tangible way you're not you know a journalist or someone you're a real person sharing your stories and your expertise and it makes all the difference I love that. And I think you're right. She did say it eloquently. But Romy, do you have anything to add in the piece? Because I think part of the misconception is that it's just for women who are business owners. And Romy, you're not a business owner. I am not so a business talk, owner. Talk about, talk about why, because a lot, to your point, is directed towards people, women, men, depending on the group, for business owners. So talk to me why that was important to not have that differentiation and really have it support the working mother, like in general, being like the foundation of it. Because I know not everyone is a mother either. No, correct. So talk to me about that. So I think what's important to know is that when I start, when I went into financial services, which was sort of the next step, I worked as a photographer when my kids were little. I loved it. Um, but as my kids started getting into high school, I was ready to start really looking for something that was going to be more of a career. Um, and when I started in financial services, what I quickly realized is while it wasn't my own business per se, it operates like your own book of business. You're responsible for finding your clients, closing business. Um, there's really, it really is like your own business within the business. So I definitely understood the pain points of that, but I think that the whole point was that there was a common thread here, just in general of like struggles with mm. managing, whether it was owning your business or managing a career and having other responsibilities. And to your point, no, not everyone's mothers, but they have responsibilities. Maybe they're taking care of aging parents or mm-hmm. um, they have other things that are sure. going on that they're juggling that are equally as pressing. So I think, you know, in addition to what Nicole shared, the other element that I think we were both really passionate about was how do we create this safe place where we can be real about it without it coming like, without somebody looking and thinking, well, if you're struggling with your pipeline, you must suck at your job, mm. right? Like you don't want that to come across. Sure. And this is common. I don't care what level of success you reach, but there wasn't a place where you could feel comfortable to have that kind of conversation. Um, and then take it one step further, which is we don't need a community of people that are just complaining or, or upset about what's going on. How do we take it to the next level? Like come and let's talk about it. And then how do we do something about it? Like it wasn't enough for us to just be like, okay, well everyone come together and we can all talk about what our problems are. It's like, let's do that. And then let's execute. Let's, let's help everyone like kind of move the needle, you know, if that's possible. I love that. And I love, because then to your point too, but anyone that is, that, that subscribes to the blog, because for those that also, well, I guess you get yeah, talk to people about how it cut, how they connect with the daily drip, what the daily drip offers. But the reason before you get into that, the reason why I'm saying that is because a mother can go there and listen to any of the blog pieces because your content ranges from lifestyle to parenting to finance to, I mean, there was the article on AI, like you said, the fiction that yeah. was such a great article. Like there are so many, um, it's such an, an array, a great eclecticness, but talk about how people connect with The Daily Drip and what you offer. So you can go to thedailydrip.com and you will find a whole platform and you can kind of pick your poison. If you prefer to read, we have a full blog. And to your point, Nicole, it now spans personal and professional development. It's very much a blog for the lifestyle of the modern businesswoman. So the articles that we talk about are how to take charge of your finances, your health, your wellness, motherhood, um, your business, and and everything in between. Um, So we have that. We have programming, live programming, and we now have video content and breaking out into 
audio and podcasting and all that. And it's, it's just different modalities to bring the same message. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of get that message in your preference. Um, but I think it's important to have both. I think, you know, professional development can't happen without talking about personal development stuff 100%. and personal development. Like your job is going to affect your personal life. There's, we live in a gray world. Like it's gray. It's not black and white. Right. Sure. So we, we wanted a place to talk about lifestyle, the lifestyle we're living right now and leading. And yes, some of the women do not have children. Some of them are young. Some of them are just starting their career out. Some of them are planning for retirement and exit strategy planning. Some of them are just getting married. Some of them are married decades, yeah. have kids having their first baby, don't have kids. Grandparents. Um, Grandparents. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got people from all walks of life and that's what makes the content so rich mm -hmm. because you're hearing perspectives, stories, expertise, um, from people with all different journeys. And so every one of us can get a little nugget from everyone, right? I think Go what's ahead. different between women and men, especially when it comes to working and home life, at least in my experience, so we can take it with a grain of salt, but men tend to do a better job. They compartmentalize in a way that I don't think, especially as a working mom, you know, your day, you can, you can make out the best calendar ever, but the school calls <laughs> and this one's got a runny nose and this kid, this, or whatever the case may be. And we have to be able to flex and manage all of these things that are coming at us where, so it's like your personal and your business, like it all kind of smushes together, which is why I think it's important to be able to provide that content that covers all of those topics, you know? But I think you're you're pushing it forward because that wasn't the case. We're there now. And I want to, before you jump into that, the great resignation, I know that's a topic and I, I want to talk about it because I'm passionate about it because I was pushed out of corporate. And I say this, I did not want to become an entrepreneur. What the Motherhood Village was really started as a podcast. It was mission-based. I did not think anything in my wildest dreams that it could be a business other than maybe like, okay, I'll get some ads. That was it. I was a VP of finance. I left because I was not getting employer support. And I think for a long time, we thought that we could not bridge the gap between who we are and to say, I have to go get my kid. And why aren't you? I literally would have them look and well, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like his school closed because of COVID. And I was at some point in time, I was like, well, how is this even making sense? So yes, that's forward thinking. And we're like, how is that forward thinking? Like that should have been from day one, but it just wasn't the case for a lot of women back then. So talk to me about how and why that was so important to be different in that space. Um, because it's such an amazing thing that women can now have that and say, yeah, you know what? I need to be a mom and I can still be a businesswoman and then do all the things and still do what I have to do. And I think, you know, COVID played a big role in our growth and mm. what happened because mm. to your point, the great resignation, the pandemic, there were major shifts happening. And we actually started the Daily Drip, you know, informally before COVID. It was a pre-COVID thing. We had, you know, five original contributors. It was all about business. We had like a tax strategist, a marketing person, a finance person. A, yeah. Like you the know, basics. You're like, it was the basics. Yeah. Well, and so the woman, the woman who needed all of those resources to sort of establish her business sure. and, and get the kind of advice that they couldn't hire on these gotcha. kinds of professionals, but they needed that, that resource. That's a good point. But I think what happened was, you know, whether it was from, you know, 
the leadership of your organization or just the culture. I think it was just a culture-based thing where we were just running at a pace mm-hmm. and living a lifestyle and working a cycle that, I mean, burnout is not a new topic. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's a pre-COVID topic. Mm-hmm. Like we, we were burnt out for way sure. before pandemic came. And that was just like the last straw for we all of us. in our cars. Yes, yeah. right. That was the last straw for everybody. And so it doesn't surprise me because, you know, I have worked and had the pleasure of working with a lot of attorneys, ironically, and a lot of them are women that leave those big corporate firms because eventually they get to a point where they're saying, I'm working obscene amount of hours a, a day, a week. I'm bringing in so much business and I'm giving away such a big chunk of it. If I went and worked for myself and opened my own mm-hmm. boutique firm, I don't need to bring in as much. I can, I can juggle sure. it all. And at least I have control over my life. Yeah. People are resigning. Women are leaving the workforce for control. Yeah. Majority of these women are not, they don't have a dream of having their own business. They're going into business for themselves to get control over their life. Sure. And what happens is a year or two into it, they realize they traded problems. Right. So it's like, now I'm not working the hours. I don't have the pressure. I don't have the the goals, but at the same time, oh my gosh, how do I generate predictable cash flow? How do I juggle finding the business and doing the business? How do I juggle all of that with my family? You know, and it, it, it can be a lot of pressure, but even if you are still in corporate or you're working for a small to mid-sized business, um, a lot of the roles, if you're in a sales role or a business development role, if you're in real estate, if you're in financial services, even if you work, you know, in, in business de- development, doesn't matter, law, whatever, sure. um, you know, you're very much responsible oftentimes for revenue and sometimes people, mm-hmm. people development. And so leadership, whether it's at home or at the office is an important topic. It's one that's, I think, getting more and more and more attention. But, um, you know, it, it was just really important to see that. And actually we had, we had two contributors right on the great resignation. It was really interesting. Mm. We had one contributor who took the angle of this is not new when culture is bad, when environment is bad, people will leave. We know this, we've known this, this is not a shock. And to a big extent, I agree with that. But the second one took a different approach and she's a researcher. So it was interesting, her approach. She like kicked off the article with a bunch of statistics talking about how, well, yes, you know, we know this to be true. When culture is bad, people will leave. When leadership is bad, people will leave. But let's look at the volume of exit, right? It has never been at the volume that it was. Um, And then she, her whole, her whole take on it was, are we just becoming more Euro? Like has our lifestyle and our priorities just shifted that we don't feel that we need to hit those milestones and get those titles and get those paychecks? Are we happier with a more simplistic life? Yeah. Right. And, and we were seeing this all over. And so I just thought it was interesting that both of them chose to write about that. Um, and even with the daily drip, once COVID happened, I mean, we just kind of exploded And we had a flurry of new subscribers and contributors that decided to exit their job and go off on their own and sell their expertise, sell what they know. 
and uh, or chase that dream for some of them. And um, I think I think I read an article. It was like 2021 that had the highest LLCs opened in like in in the last like 20 year historical trend. And so I think this is this is where the Daily Drip comes in because it's like a lifestyle platform, a community, but for business women. Yeah, we sure. we have so many of them for health and wellness. We got Goop, we got Poosh, we got all these sure. health and wellness food blogs, all these other lifestyle blogs. But where are the ones for the business women where it's not like boring and yes. educational or networky or cold and stiff? Where's like our lifestyle platform? I didn't know of one, so we made one. I love it. And I think you hit, I, actually, I think I agree with both articles. I think to your point, yeah, we know toxic environments, people will leave for sure. But I think it actually was the bridge of both of them. I think it was having the toxicity, but then on the flip side, you're like, wait a minute, we just almost like, we didn't know what this was, right. you know, very scary. And then you want me to put in these hours and not be reciprocated for it. Or you're questioning because I have to pick up my son, something's wrong here. So I actually think it's, the bridge of both of them that kind of just elevated it even more. Um, I want to talk about entrepreneur. Go ahead. I was just going to say as, as the mom at the other side now, that's mm. like sort of, and by the way, you don't stop parenting. It never goes away. <laughs> like I think my mom would argue that she's still doing the job. Um, but I will say to the moms and I, I, Nicole and I talk about this a lot. And while I definitely like came up against, you know, my own personal insecurities going all into a career after investing what I did in my kids. Those things that we do with our kids during all of those first 18 years, like you can't get that back. So I can build a career in my forties. I can't re-raise my kids. And so just to like, I I understand and and not everyone has that flexibility, but you can't do both a hundred percent all the time. And so just like be mindful of that, cut yourself a little bit of slack and you know, I say to Nicole all the time, like, we're not saving lives. So if we have to stop doing something to sure. tend to our family first, like I, I just, I say that because I have zero regrets about the fact that I have what I have with my kids that I know I wouldn't have had if I wasn't able to invest the kind of quality time and that I, I invested in that. And I think that's important to say to the listeners out there, because I think it also to, to what you were saying of like, I think people then get a, the new business and think, oh, I have it. And you're like, oh, shoot. Well, whoa, now I have to work, which we're going to get into entrepreneurship and mental health. But to your point, for anyone listening, entrepreneurship is very glamorized. So to your, you know, people look like it has all the big things, but it's like, remember your family should be first. And if anything, whether it's your entrepreneur, whatever it is that's taking you away from not having that ability. And it's, it's funny because I also believe in like, like you have to work, like you have to work hard, like you, you have to work hard, but to your point, give yourself grace and then kind of know that balance. Like when you're with your family, you're with your family I have to sometimes remind myself that I do. It's a constant struggle. Some days I'm on it. And then there's other time days I'm like, I want to grab my phone and let me check if that email came through and I should be having the one-on-one time. But I think being aware of it is key. So thank you for mentioning that. I could that. not have worked the way I work now. <laughs> yeah. And I and I wouldn't have, to be yeah. perfectly honest. Like I, I work like a dog now, but I'm also in a situation where my kids are old enough to be a part of what I do, you know, like there they were at the daily drip anniversary party with an opportunity to see why I have not made dinner for the fourth week in a row and I'm eating granola and I don't care that you didn't eat anything. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I'm too tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to be able to kind of, you know, that is something that I look at now, like I could not have done what for I do sure. now 
when my kids were growing up. And I think it's, but, and your kids need you in a different way, right? It's not, it's, it's, it's beautiful that transition of what, and like I said, I'm sure we can talk for like an hour, but cause it is, it's so, I always say I bow down to single mothers, mothers of multiples (laughs) and mothers with older children. Cause I just have the one who's five and I'm like, um, I'm like, I have supportive. I have my, like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm with you on that one. But I want to talk about entrepreneurship because yeah, very much like motherhood. We know motherhood could be isolating. It's, it's exciting. It's beautiful. It's like this beautiful, chaotic, wonderfully life transformative thing. And really so is entrepreneurship when you're doing it, I think from a place of passion and something you really believe in, right? I think that's a difference. Um, And I only know that way. Well, no, actually, no, the other business I started other than the Motherhood Village was a necessity. I was like, okay, well, I need to make money, knew what I knew and said, let me jump for it. So I have no passion there. It's like, I need to make money this way. Motherhood Village is the passion side. So I know the daily drip is passion for you. Entrepreneurship and um, mental health. So I had done a presentation in how dire the statistics are that because entrepreneurship very much like like motherhood is isolating and overwhelming what I feel is the big difference where at least with motherhood you can almost have that break like let's say if you have a friend like listen come watch the kid or whatever the case may be entrepreneurship unless you and you need to have the partners it's you or nothing and a lot of times to your point too when you said that you were trying to get all the bases of like finance and marketing and all this stuff to start a business a lot of people don't have that they're they're solopreneurs they're doing their marketing they're trying to understand all the things talk to me about how that has affected you if it has and what you want to eliminate with the daily drip in helping entrepreneurs with that that is a loaded question wow i know um have you been listening to our conversations in private? Because this is literally what we've been talking about for days. So it's interesting because I am working right now on my own article for The Daily Drip. And this is kind of the core subject matter of it. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, I grew up in this area. My family has a business um, that's been in our family for decades in this area. And I think, you know, I have the unique perspective of not only having my own business now, but having grown up in a family business, a a family business I did seven years hard time in, you know? Um, So I think what is surprising to a lot of people is how much the business affects the family. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're married, whether your kids are big or not, but especially most small businesses, to your point, solopreneur, but most are, are most small businesses are family businesses. Mm-hmm. They're usually a husband and a wife mm-hmm. or siblings or friends. Um, that's the most common scenario. Um, the solopreneur is starting to rise now, but there's like a teeter between solopreneur, freelancer, you know, yes. but, but really if it's a true solid foundational business, usually there's family involved, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's funny how the family dynamics, they don't leave at the door of the office, right? And the business issues, they don't, they make their way to the dinner table. Sure. And so it's, it is really challenging to juggle all those things. And I think what has been interesting because a business is like a baby, right? It you is. have to nurture it. You have to care for it. You have to be available. You have to do the grind. You have to do the late nights and the early Education, mornings. learning, the development, all the, the things. The learning, the, 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 the Googling and everything. It, the, it's all the same. And it rocks a family and it shifts dynamics and relationships all the same. 
like the, there are so many parallels. Um, and to that end, the antidote, I believe, <clears throat> is self-awareness. Mm. I really believe that the key to success in business is really working on you. There is a saying in business coaching all the time that the business will reflect the owner. Mm. So if you're a hot mess, you're not organized, your books are going to be atrocious. So you're you're going to have no business plan. Um, if you're very anal retentive, if you're a perfectionist, you're going to have analysis paralysis. Your business can move at a snail's pace. You're going to have no growth, nothing worth measuring, right? And same thing, like it, it will reflect in the decisions you make or you don't make, the choices and risks you take or you don't take, you know, your your relationship with money mm -hmm. and the way, you know, your your relationship with with people and your interpersonal skills. If you're, if you're fearful, if you're from a scarcity mindset versus sure. abundance mindset, um, if you are open to connection and you believe in the power of people Absolutely. versus if you, if you think everyone's out to get you, like 100%. all these things yeah. affect your business and are going to affect whether it's going to win or lose. Right. And so I think having gone through some personal things in my life, what pulled me out of that was the self-awareness was going through that personal development journey of learning what was my piece in that, mm -hmm. you know, cause there were some things that I had to work out that had nothing to do with my relationship, nothing to do with my divorce or anything sure. that happened. These were things that were troubling me or I was wrestling with for a while. And those very things would affect me in business today had I not dealt with them. Right. And now having done all that and being so aware of my motivators and my triggers and my fears. Like that is such a gift in business because I can step outside myself and say, wait a minute, so true. wait a minute. I see myself falling back into that. I see myself rushing or getting, you know, too excited or being too overly cautious or, you know, oh, that, that self-confidence thing, that imposter syndrome in that specific area, it's coming back, it's rearing its head. I can see them and I can make choices about them. But until you do that deep work, you, you know, you'll never be able to do that, but you need a level of self-awareness in business for sure. And the other thing that I learned in my personal development journey was that emotions are temporary, right? So that anxiety or that depression or that, that pain that you might be feeling, you know, you feel rock bottom in that moment, maybe in that day, in those two days, in that week, however long it takes for you to go through it, mm -hmm. but then it passes and you have a good day. You have a day where you're not feeling it like that. Sure. And there are moments in business. And recently I've hit a couple where it's like you hit a wall. You just, you burn out, your battery's on empty. You're, you, you've given it all you've gotten. And maybe you hit that at two years. <clears throat> maybe you hit that at two months, but you hit that burnout point and you could feel like a failure and wallow in it and sit in it and say, man, I'm just ready to throw in the towel. <coughs> Sorry. Or you can have that self-awareness and know this is going to pass. I love that. And I, I, there's something I need to add to that, but Romy, I want to ask you, how have you leaned on each other through this journey? So I'm glad you asked because I was actually leaning into that. And I was going to say, I think well, being an entrepreneur and starting a business is, I, I see the loneliness aspect of it. I understand. And, and I, I heard more of that before Nick and I actually started the Daily Drip. What I think 
makes this what it is for us that even on our worst day, we never, we never lie to each other. We don't lie to ourselves. I feel like we are able to communicate so open and honestly with one another that it allows us to, to Nicole's point, like kind of take that moment to slow down, feel whatever we're feeling. We, we take turns on the ledge. It's one day you, it's one day me. We, we tag team it out. But I think that the, the dynamic and relationship that we have is why this is all worthwhile. Like I would not do this without her. And I couldn't. I think there's something to be said and for partnership, right? You know, you hear, you hear horror stories of partnerships that go bad and you hear, you, you hear all kinds of things, but I think, you know, partnership has been such a gift. And I think it's just like marriage, right? I I look at Romy and I look at what makes us work. And, you know, I've since remarried and I have my husband and I look at our family dynamic. And when we're going through hard times and and what makes our marriage work and what makes Romy and my partnership work is that we complement each other, Mm -hmm. right? There's not too many cooks in the same kitchen. Romy has her unique skill sets that are just incredible. And I kind of let her own them and own that piece of it. And I have mine and she lets me own that piece of it. But at the same time, we're there to, you know, balance each other out, talk to each other, be a sounding board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I truly believe, you know, I've, I have two businesses, right? Kind of like you, I have the Daily Drip with Romy and I have Spring Business Solutions, which is my consulting firm. And I've had Spring now four years almost. Mm-hmm. And, it's a different experience. It is very lonely. It is very isolating. And and even when I try to talk to my husband or I try to talk to friends or family, if you're not in that position, if you don't know what that level of pressure feels like to produce for survival, like it's just, it's the different, you know, it's a survival mode mentality, right? It's different. And when I think about the experience with the daily drip, there are moments where it's pressure, like she'll feel it, I'll feel it for sure. But it's a shared burden. There's a collaborative approach to business that is missing in spring. Spring is more, you know, I have to have all the answers, but with the daily drip, we can really collaborate on the plan. I think it alleviates that pressure, I think internally too, and probably subconsciously that you don't even realize is there, that you're like, well... I don't have to put this all on my own because I can go to Romy. Oh, you know what? This isn't my expertise. Let me piggyback this off of Romy. And it allows for that flow. Yeah. And I think like, I think that the amount of like love and respect that we have for each other, we never want to let the other person down. So we're always just in a way that I do not experience in my other work life. Like I, we never worry that the other one isn't showing up you know, with everything they've got. And so like, I'm constantly like, it it really goes back and forth where it's like, I know what she's put into this panel. I got to make sure the seats are filled. And like, she'll look at me and be like, you got all the seats filled. I got to make sure I knock out the panel and this balance. Plus I think the shared values. I think I I was just about to say that. Get out (laughs) of my head. No, I was about to say that because having been divorced and now remarried, and going through that journey and doing all the reading and all that deep work. And they talk about with marriage, what makes a good marriage is shared values. Yeah. Like if you think differently about family, about money, about 
sex, about everything, everything right? Yeah. You're you're going to have a constant pull and and push in your relationship, and some of them give out, right? Yeah. Can only take so much of that. Romy and I have such a shared belief system. Our core values are so aligned. And I think that's an important thing for anyone considering taking on a partnership or perhaps in the process of, of navigating that is, is do you complement each other? Because if you're both good at the same thing, it's not going to, it's not going to bring value. It'll just bring a challenge, right? It'll bring a competition. Stops it. Get out of my head. And then the shared values really make a difference. If you both, like, like we both know beyond a shadow of a doubt that something that we value is relationships, the way people are made to feel, the way they're treated. We both value experience because it's very much tied to the relationship. So we know that those are our priorities. Those are some of our core values among many, Mm -hmm. right? But integrity, that people who work with us, sponsors, community partners, contributors, hell, a subscriber, that when they engage with what we do, whether it's on our website, at our event, or engaging in a contract with us, that the integrity behind what we promise and what we deliver is there. Mm-hmm. These are like core values. We're not we're not differentiating on that. We're sure. you know, and that makes a big difference. And you're so right about the marriage aspect. What I think it sounds like even more so, and I think this is what it sounds like when there's growth and you have two grown people that are like, look, this is who I am. This is what it is. Let's share this and allowing each other to be honest with one another, to communicate those things like, and that is, and it's so crazy how you were saying that because everything what you were saying and how you did the work, a lot of people I've talked to my podcast, those people that have had those kind of PTSD things, like you either change from it or you don't. And a hundred percent, like as you're talking, I'm like, goodness, that's what happened to me. And, but mine was at a young age. I was 23 when I got divorced, 24. So I was a baby and dealing with such a traumatic thing. Um, so when I met my husband, I was like, these are my boundaries. Like I was like, who's the, make those the salad? Poor, like, those those poor like, I was like, second husbands. They oh got to jump through hoops. He those did. Poor guys. Like, he'll tell you, don't like, have it so like, good either. He, and it was like, you just mean, like, I really did. Like, I was like, no, this is, I have my checklist. But I say all that to say it's so crazy that you said that because I think people either change from it. And once you do, you have to do the work to re- what self awareness can give to you. I, it gives you that checklist. <sighs> you wouldn't have everything. the checklist without self awareness. No, you wouldn't but, have, but even to check yourself. To check yourself. To be responsible and be like, well, it takes two. Do you know how productive a conversation can be when you can, for example, if I call Romy and say, I'm just feeling insert emotion here. I, I struggle with this, mm-hmm. you know, and it, I'm, I, it keeps coming up for me. And I, this is what I did about it. Or, you know, even just to have someone help you navigate sure. and talk through it and everything without self-awareness, you can't do that. You can't have those conversations. You can't recognize when they're happening to you yes. or for you or around you. And you can't see yourself, like sure. step outside yourself and watch yourself kind of maneuvering. And it, and it happens at home. It's, it's in family life and family uh, dynamics and it happens in business. So there are a lot of parallels to entrepreneurship and and family. 
And I was going to say, and Romy, although you might not have been, been divorced, but you make a good point. That's 24 years. That's a lot of growth. And up and down. Trauma stuff. No, just kidding. No, but, it, but, but truthfully, but you're a grown woman now as you get older to navigate that. And then children, I think your element of it, and I can see it is like, especially now being a, a, um, a mother of a young child, I can see the passion and dedication you have to, I mean, the fact that you were like, look, listen, this is what I have to do for my kids. Now, you know, I'm at the age where I'll kind of venture out because you wanted to be there is powerful. So you had your own moment of self-awareness. I did, but it's important to know that a lot of my journey was actually the result of my trauma. So when I was 22, my, I found my dad. He passed away very suddenly. And so what I imagined prior to that, my parents were business partners and my mom was just a baller. She managed to do it all. She was like mm -hmm. awesome in business, awesome as a mom. And I thought, I'm going to have my kids and three weeks later, I'll just be back at work and I'll do all of it and, and it'll be easy. And I was so forever changed by the trauma, which to be fair, I didn't even, I didn't know it was a trauma sure. until about three years ago when somebody, when the therapist was like, you experienced a trauma. I'm like, no, no, no. Like my dad died. And he's like, yeah, so we're going to work on that. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah, maybe. I was like, true. oh, really? And I'm like, it's not just like a really crappy thing that happened, but it changed the trajectory and like you said, it, it changed my perspective in a way that I wanted to be as, as present as I possibly could with my kids. Because part of my reaction, I guess, to the event was that tomorrow we die. So how do I make the most and, and make it count every day forward? Like sure. if I only have 22 years to be their parent, what am I doing with those 22 years? How am I That's doing... Heavy. It is. And, and I had to work through that through a lot of self-awareness and, and actually I fell into that journey. Um, when my son started wrestling with some anxiety and depression and the therapist said to me, and this was, goes to the parenting. He said, I really think you should come in and talk about your anxiety. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, okay, but like, I don't have any. And he was like, yeah, so it's not a question. It's terrible. Um, but what I, what I saw firsthand sure. was that my openness to taking that information is how my son got so much better and so well so quickly. A, because he witnessed me doing the work, but the things that I hadn't worked on on myself were having a very negative impact on him, which was soul crushing for somebody that spent their entire life just wanting only to do the best. I know. But, but being able to acknowledge that I was part of the problem and then being able to course correct and do the work resulted in like infinitely more special relationship, which I already had an incredible relationship. Sure. So how we react to our traumas, it really does, it, it really is reflective in all other areas of our lives. It is. Sure. And this in childhood trauma, I was talking to a therapist and we were going through like my whole thing and she just looked at me. She's like, all right, well, we're going to stay here. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Right. And I'm thinking that the, my divorce was the most impactful thing. And she was like, yeah, no, do you realize what you just said in this thing? And I was like, oh no. So to your point, yeah, we carry that. But the fact that you recognize that is so powerful and that you're able to both come together and do what you've created with the daily drip is just fantastic. I cannot see where, I, I cannot wait to see where the daily drip goes. I want to end with a couple of things. Number one, what is next for the daily drip? And I know that might be a loaded question and you can share some things. I know we just, we all just celebrated two years of the daily drip anniversary party, um, dailydrip.com. We'll put this on the show notes, but yeah, what's next? And then final thoughts from both of you before we part ways. 
So what's next? Um, God, you got all the loaded questions. So many things. No, so we, I think we've done a good job of getting wheels on the ground, right? Mm -hmm. And I think when we look at what's next, we've got two communities in the Daily Drip. We've got just the subscribers, just those people out there in our local community that are trying to do their best and be their best. And they can maybe come to our website and read something, see something, attend something that helps them get there. Whether it's in business and leadership and at home in their personal life. Um, But we now have the thought leadership program, which you're a part of. And these are the local women who are contributing to our platform. They're the ones writing the blog articles. They're the ones in the video content on the podcast. They're the ones sharing their stories and expertise. And I think what has shocked me more than anything is the amount of people who want to share like there's always, you know, in, in events and in, in promotion, it's like, there's somebody who wants the mic and there's somebody who wants to listen. Right. But the amount of people who want the mic is, is just astounding. And so being able to let the thought leadership program be a place where people can go to learn how to share their stories, how to storytell, how to brand themselves, how to get out there and have a podcast, Mm -hmm. how to start their own blog, how to leverage social media. And so I think we've done a good job with a lot of those, but I think the next step for the Daily Drip is really helping people speak, become better speakers, whether it's on a podcast, on a stage, helping people really um, articulate themselves and giving them that stage. I love that. And you that's, I mean, that, that seems like a lot of it. There's a, there's a few other things in the pipeline, but I feel like- I know, I know. You know. Got to keep it on the wraps. No, I mean, because we're second half of the year. I know June is kind of like your anniversary. It's still summer and stuff, but I'm so excited and honored to be a part of this community, as you both know, because I <laughs> speak it loud to everyone. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's such a beautiful thing when you're around people that are genuine- um, when you built something that is really created out of love and community and connection, but also the education, those are the three pillars actually of the motherhood village and what I'm based about. Cause I think that's just what life is about. You want to educate, you want to have the community and you want to connect. Like that's it. that's it, you know, that is it to grow in things. Romy, what are your final thoughts before we part ways here? Anything you want to impart on our listeners that you feel, um, yeah, that maybe you want to touch upon? I, I want to say that I I wish there was a motherhood village when okay. I, no, and I, I mean this in all sincerity because I had my kids when I was relatively young by today's standards. I had no real um, sense of community or support in that aspect. And I experienced a lot of, um, judgment and and that kind of reaction. And I think that whether it's as a mom with your kids or in business, but being able to surround yourself with the kind of people that they've got your back, they're going to hold the mirror up to you too. Cause I don't need, you know, we don't need someone lying to us, but being able to have real conversations, no judgment, proper, like real support in a meaningful way. um, I think it makes all of this so much more (laughs) digestible because it's all hard. Being a mom is hard. Starting a business is hard. Being a professional is hard. All of it's hard. Like none of it's really easy. So um, that's definitely something that I think about because I think that the motherhood village is like the sister company to the daily drip. You 100%. know, it's, it's like really providing the same kinds of resources yeah. and community, just addressing some different things, right? Sure. Like, but there's that commonality, you know? Yes. So yeah. I love it. Thank you. Nicole, 
find a Nicole. Uh, Times two. (laughs) We got two here. What are the odds? (laughs) No, I would, my final thoughts are just to thank you. I, I just, like I'm sitting here today on your podcast. You came to one of our info sessions because somebody told you, hey, there's this cool thing going on. And you came in, you embraced it. Like you said, you've been there since February. And then you and I, our relationship has evolved. We're like cut from the same cloth, like same name, same everything. (laughs) Like we're like the same Nicole running around town who knew. But I think, isn't that like incredible, like that you can still meet people that four years ago I met Romy, you know, like life can still surprise you. People can still surprise you. And so try not to be so jaded, try Mm -hmm. to open yourself up, try to put yourself out there, find a community, the one that's right for you. Um, But there's incredible things that can happen when you're open to it and open to people. And you're a prime example of one in our life and in our business and in my life personally, even you and I. So I think, and and that came from you attending an info session. Like who knew? That's crazy. Right? So true. I know. And that's just the power of what the daily drip and to your point, the community that I think we're both trying to foster. I think I was looking for that and I kept saying it. I kept saying it, but I was open to it. I kept manifesting without realizing like I need to find this. I don't know what it looks like, but I need to find it and being open to that. So to leave off on those two sentiments is it's perfect and I appreciate you both thank you both for coming on to the motherhood village podcast thank and continued you. blessings thank you. to you for love and light thank you oh, thank you, you thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the motherhood village podcast subscribe to my show so you'll never miss a future episode you may also rate and review on apple podcasts and share this episode with someone that can use it as part of their motherhood village Remember, your village can take up many forms and you do not have to do it alone. Connect with me at themotherhoodvillage.com. Blessings to you for love and light.